So, podcast number three. How to stay married so far. We are still married, just. Just. And I thought it'd be quite good if we talked about rowing, because even though we are going chronologically through our relationship, and we're probably only on month two, and I'm already pregnant. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I'm not pregnant. Yeah. Um, but we... You can kind of see a theme here where we left ourselves virtually nowhere to go, eventually. Yeah, but I think we rowed quite early on in a relationship. Another reason, actually, if I'd seen the rows that we had in another relationship, I'd have said, oh, God, that's too heavy a row to be having this mm. early. It's not going to work. So are we trying to send out a message that it's really important that even if you're in a relationship where you have lots of rows, that doesn't just in itself mean that you're in a bad relationship? I'm just thinking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think a lot of people are frightened of rows and they mm. think if rows become really heated or angry or or even aggressive, obviously not physically, mm. but verbally, that that must mean that the person hates them and that their relationship's doomed and... And I mean, I don't think it does. I mean, mm. it's just, it is another way of communicating the row, isn't it? What do you think of those couples who say, oh, we never row? Because I've met quite a few and I always sort of get, I always end up a bit, well, two things. I feel a bit jealous and then I feel a bit suspicious. Well, I do feel a bit suspicious, but I think that that's just arrogance and just thinking, well, mm. we row. I, I just think some people mm. just don't row. Yeah. I am suspicious of it because I think if. You can't live with another human being without them driving you absolutely berserk. Hmm. So what do you do? Do you just suppress it? Do you just swallow it down? Do you just pretend it's not happening? Yeah. Or maybe I suppose some people just meet people that are their perfect, perfect, perfect match and that everything they do and everything they think they agree with. But hmm. I really wouldn't be interested in a relationship like that because I wouldn't want to agree on everything. No. And I remember, I remember a distinctively early defining row that we had, uh, which came out of a night I went out with some of the my male friends at the time. No. We're out on a boys' night. I was on a boys' yes, night out to yeah. a party, and you didn't come home. Yeah. it was really early on in our relationship, mm. and I just thought. And I didn't call, and I didn't explain, and I didn't. Yeah. And I just sort of woke up in the morning in a kind of unanswerable to anyone sort of frame of mind and thought I could just pick up where I dropped off. Mm. And I think you made it very, 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 very clear. My ear was burning for why three days. Why are you smiling? You were right. Yeah, but why are you smiling? Because I'm just remembering how... Yeah, but you were smiling. It was like, oh, boyish glee. I'd gone out on a boy's night out. And then I woke up unaccountable to anyone. I'm not saying it was boyish you were. glee. You were smiling. <laughs> if I, in a relationship, had gone out somewhere... And passed out drunk or whatever, and then didn't know where I was, and then hadn't called and hadn't. I'd feel ashamed. I wouldn't be smiling about that. Maybe it. I'm smiling with embarrassment. Well, all right, we'll let you off then. Maybe we're going to have a row. She's been in a strange mood actually all evening. That really annoys me. No, see. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> well, um, one thing that I'd like to say about rows between us is that, and I don't know if this is a. Um, male female thing but uh why do women or it seems don't say women no 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 no. okay well why do you right why what i struggled with in our rows was that often when a row kicked off the row would be about so many other things other than the thing i could understand the row being about so there would be 
So what I'm actually talking about quite seriously here is the fact that you would allow things to build and you would manage things because you didn't actually want to have a raid, you didn't want to upset the happiness or the, you know, and yet a resentment would eventually creep in. I'm, and I'm sort of asking, is that a common thing or is that a you thing or is that a female thing or what? I don't think you can, I don't think you can genderize it. All right, well, let's not genderize it. What is it for you? I think that, well, no, I know that often I do suppress things hoping that they'll change and I won't have to have the argument. But the thing is with me, where I go wrong is, I should, what I should do is say them at the time in a non-confrontational way. But what I do is I suppress, I suppress, suppress, and then I go completely bonkers and scream and shout about everything. Actually, there was something here that I was reading today that I thought was quite relevant. Um, and it was talking about what makes a successful couple can I just say, um, the pitter-patter of tiny feet is our dog wandering around, by the way. So, these are couples that have a success, successful relationship. Um, they start slow and take turns talking. This is how uh, couples, when they're having an argument. Okay, so arguments generally end the same way they began, says this marriage therapist, guidance counsellor right. person. Couples who've mastered the art of arguing fairly take things slow Addressing difficult conversations, wait for this, you're going to love this bit, with a soft, reassuring tone. Oh my God, what I and, do for a soft, reassuring tone from you. And dialing it down whenever, whenever things get too emotionally charged. Now, I get that, I get that, but the problem is, what if you're two people like us that are both very, like, short-fused, mm. and we definitely row into completely the wrong way? Mm. I mean, awfully. Awfully, we row in the most horrible way. Always have. Are couples How do we who argue? Row? Wait, couples who argue with I finesse. I hate it when points a finger like that. Couples who argue with finesse also know the value of give and take. One person speaks, and the other person truly listens. You see, you hadn't let me finish my sentence. And you were starting to talk, and we're doing a podcast, and we know we're not supposed to talk over each other, but you weren't going to let me finish my sentence. And that's the classic mistake. There's a simmering anger going on just in this podcast. Notice the pointing finger. Um, all of those notes there presuppose that one enters an argument in a rational frame of mind, probably at a preordained booked point in the day. And you say, see you at three o'clock, darling. We're going to have that row that we ought to have. And we'll start slowly mm. and we'll move consistently mm. and we'll arrive at a place of finesse. But I wonder if anybody does argue. I'd love to, if you could yeah. leave us some no, comments. I, yeah. I mean, because I suppose what they're saying is that you would sit the person down and say, listen, mm. can we talk about such and such? Mm. I'm really feeling, because one thing you're not ever supposed to do is say, you're making me feel. You never say that. I know that from couples counselling. You never say so. I'm left, when you do such and such, I'm left feeling that, blah, 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 blah. Now, we've tried to do that, and sometimes we pull it off because we've had a lot of couples counselling and everything, but we're still terrible at it, aren't we? But can I just say, holding this fork, that I don't really understand. If someone provokes you in a row or says something hurtful in a row, and would you say you've ever, you ever say things that are hurtful in rows? Who's the more hurtful of the two of us in a row? Me. Yeah. Unequivocally. So when you say those hurtful things in a row, and I at some point in that say, well, yes, you've caused this angry response or you've caused this level of, of extraordinary upset 
you go, I can't cause anything. You, you've allowed it. You've allowed, it's your choice to, but you wouldn't say that to your children if you see someone bullying them. You don't say to them, it's your choice to be bullied. They're being impacted on by someone else's behaviour. Yeah, but what happens with us is we tend to not have a round, not have a round. It builds and builds, it builds. And then the only way that it ends is when I go screaming mad at you. And I remember the marriage guidance counsellor saying, that is you repeating your relationship with your mother. Who is? You. Why? Hang on. We were talking about why you didn't... No, no, no. But you have chosen somebody. Right. Do you remember when the couple's counsellor said to us... The most difficult counselling anyone can have is marriage guidance counselling because you can't run away from the truth. Can't run away from your DNA. You can't run away from the truth. And what he said, I see people come in here all the time. They get divorced. They'll marry somebody else. And they come in with somebody Mm. else. And it's a very similar person with a different name. Because subconsciously you choose somebody that you can work out everything you couldn't work out in your relationship with your parents or your parents' relationship. But you're nothing so, like my mother. Well, you say that, but there are a lot... Your mum goes completely ballistic in a very similar way that I do. She calls me swear words for no reason. Yeah. So we actually have a lot more similarities than... than mm. And I'm starting to realise this the more I get to know her and the older I get. I realise actually... And the same that I think there's a lot of my dad similarities in you. But there's a lot... Here's the thing that I don't understand is in the, in a row, I understand, I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here saying that I am not the cause of m- most of our rows. I have been, I've been jealous, I've been uh, manipulative, I've been generally annoying, generally annoying. I've been, I, I accept all of those conditions. But one thing I find really hard to embrace is that when we get cracking in a row, no holds are barred. And it's a real opportunity for you to just help, you'll home in on every single conceivable vulnerability and you're quite happy to just because chuck I that just at want me. to win because I just want you to shut up right so I will I am like that and I, I'm not proud of it but I go to battle I'm Joan of bloody art I will pick up anything not physically obviously mm. but verbally there is no place that I won't go mm. now a couple's counselor would say that's absolutely appalling I'd and say it they, was appalling and they would be right mm. but I have discovered over the years of being with you that nothing will shut you up until I've totally broken you. Well, I mean, we've talked about what drives <laughs> drives me. What I, yeah. Sorry, if anyone's trying to save their marriage, don't listen to No, no, no. It's important to understand that our rows are horrendous. To give you a portrait of one of us, I mean, our rows are truly horrific. When they get cracking, it is a, a tempest like no other. It is absolutely... Ricochet. I mean, what generally happens is Nadia will at some point in the row open the windows and the doors, run into the garden, scream to the neighbours, you want to be in our row? I mean, she has a row with the neighbours and brings them in. No, because that's only when you start to try and make me shut up by going, the neighbours can hear you. So I well, go yes, out and I, I get a little bit embarrassed. Okay, well, okay. I'm going to ask you to invite, to ask you to, to paint the scene of us when we had a particularly, the, probably the most toe-curlingly awful row I've ever been involved in. Oh, in Heston Blumenthal's in restaurant. In Heston Blumenthal's restaurant. Describe for us what happened there. But what's the point? Well, because it Why might get... boring for No, people? no, no, because it gives, it'll give couples out there the opportunity to go, Jesus Christ, we have the worst row... I mean, I thought we would never, ever 
recover. I have never sweated so much from my right armpit in a public place. It's a shame because I love that restaurant. I was so embarrassed. I was in my gorgeous suit. We were sat there and you proceeded to not talk to me for the entirety of the meal. Other than other than telling me off, berating me, and at the top of your voice, just I can't. The only time I didn't talk to you was when the waiter was at the table. Yeah, which was in itself really embarrassing. Well, anyway, I think we should move on from this. Yeah, but the problem I'm trying to illustrate here is that these rails can happen anywhere. Nadia doesn't mind if 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 everyone hears, and I do. So I think that brings us quite nicely to. Well, look at you! You're doing your loose women thing now. You're you're presenting the show. No couples counselling. Couples counselling. What rowing in couples? Because I think a lot of people might be listening to this podcast that are maybe really sad or Mm. really worried about their relationship. And I know that we're supposed to be going chronologically through ours, but just to say that we did go to couples counselling and that saved our marriage. Mm. And I feel very blessed that Mark, though more reluctant, did go. Because most of my friends that I've known over the years that want to go to couples counselling, none of the men will go. Mm. Not, not one single But I understand So I that. want to ask you this, Mark. I relate to that. If there is a woman now listening mm. to this, because women, let's face it, are more um, open to the idea of mm. going to counselling, because we're more open to talking about mm. our feelings. So if there was somebody listening now and desperate, their marriage is so unhappy and they just can't get their partner to go and you know with them to counselling, what would you say to them? Well, I think the biggest shock for me when, when we went to Ben was our, our first proper couples counsellor, wasn't he? And I think that the, the most amazing part of it is I think a lot of men will resist the idea of going somewhere where they believe... And this is going to sound sexist, but it's not meant to. I think in any household, in any domestic space, and in any relationship between a man and a woman, um, on some level there's an assumption, and I don't know whether it's matriarchy at some part, in, in some way in the running of a family, but on some level I think men feel that they're automatically sort of, like a child, misbehaved. They've done something wrong. They've drunk too much, that, you know, more often than not, men will have just done something very obviously wrong and unfaithful, had a drink, drunk too much, gets drunk too often, perhaps has been aggressive and violent because of that drink. You know, they've behaved in a way that's unacceptable. But, what, but there's so, no, plenty no, that people that don't have anything as extreme as no, that. No, no, that don't have anything as extreme as that, but yeah. even, even non-extreme, there'll be lots of perhaps... The men don't do enough in the house, and that's annoying the you know. So they just the don't wife. want to be pulled up on it. Yeah, but and this isn't. If you want me to give you an honest answer, mm. I'm giving you a reason. I think this is why men resist couples counselling because I think mm. the assumption is that you're going into what's already quite a feminine space because you're talking about emotions, mm. and that isn't is societally thought of as a female skewing thought. So can I pause space. you there for one second? Do you think then? that it's nearly always better if they feel they're going to a male counsellor? Not necessarily, because oh. I haven't finished what I was saying. Oh. And I, but I, th- I think the thing that couples should discuss beforehand, or, or say women who are wanting to take their men who are reluctant to a couples counsellor, they should say is, the most remarkable thing about going to them is, is that they are, they, they are there to professionally divvy up the responsibility equally. Mm. Yeah. No couples counsellor is going to sit there, and be on however 
bad you've been, actually. Because they will look at what's caused it and why you're behaving like that and why you're doing that. And they'll look at the ways in which perhaps the wife or the woman in the situation wants the bloke to be like that because it suits her purpose to be having a go at him about something. I'm, you know, I'm using kind of stereotypes here. Well, it's important that you both that you both connect with the counsellor. And I yeah. think that's maybe something I would say to any woman is say, is say if you are having trouble getting your partner to go, say, let's just go for one. If you really feel that you don't connect with them. Do you remember that weird woman we went to in that horrible little house? Yeah, that didn't work that well. That dark. No. It, was, it just had... We came we out. We in. came out and immediately had a row. Yeah, we walked in there and we, it just... It was dark. Mm. There was just something about the atmosphere in the place. We did, I didn't mm. like it at all. But I would say, I think... But I think what you, what you say is an interesting point. I do think men would probably be more cautious going into a space where there's a woman yeah. as, as the therapist but equally yeah. I wouldn't be at all surprised that the woman going into that environment would just assume that the man would but what I would stress is if anyone is at that tipping point where you could convince your male partner to go and see a counsellor stress to them and reiterate to them as I have discovered myself that those professionals a professional couples counsellor will be looking at you both equally and will not be apportioning blame they're not in the blame game I mean I went to relate years ago due to another relationship and there they weren't doing it. I mean, almost to the point that it caused upset in the other camp because they were like, hang on a minute, I'm not responsible for this part. I'm not responsible. Hang on, am I responsible? How am I responsible? I mean, I think the, the important thing is, is that everyone is responsible for both sides of a row and both sides of the problem that is existing in a marriage. You know, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, I mean, never has there been something that's more 50-50. Well, that's not true. No, 50 no, 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 but even if they're right bastards, you have to look at it. That bastard behaviour suits the person who isn't the bastard. Mm. And they might be encouraging that behaviour. Some, You know the thing, some people like to moan about moaning. People want to moan. Some people think it's their job to be on this planet to moan. And so they have to examine why they've put themselves with someone who, of course, is going to make them feel like they're doing everything. But, you know... What do you think made you go? Can you remember? Well, I think it was another one of those instances where you said we're going, well, that's it, you're out. Yeah. That I helps. I if you remembered that. That helps. A gun, a gun to the head helps. Yeah, I mean, I did say it would be over. But when we went, don't get me wrong, they're not easy. I mean, we, we, we would row going in and we would row coming out. It, those, it was hard. Do you remember those awful times coming out and sitting in the... Actually... One bit of advice I would give to anyone going to couples counsellor was certainly now when I look back on it, I don't think we ever should have come home together in the car. Because you come straight mm. out and then you're straight into a space mm. and actually you need to be away from each other. Even if you went off and that, both had a coffee in a separate place and then yeah. came back. But I, I think that was, I think couples counsellors should recommend that you do mm. that actually. Well, I don't know, maybe they don't because they think you should have that last and you should come out. Oh, Do you think, going in a sort of neat circle back round to the beginning, is one aiming for a position in a relationship where you never row? I would like to. I'm tired of rowing now. But does that mean the... I mean, a very good friend of ours says that she loves the fact that we have these great stupid Barneys, Rachel. She says she loves them because it proves that we are passionate. I mean, that's not why we have them, but... Well, it depends what kind of rows you're talking about, like... You know, it's just all the bickering that just, I think, is just... Oh, okay. Well, what's bickering? 
you know, yeah. I mean, like today, when you went, when you didn't, you know, then you and then I went, then you and then. It's just like, I wish we could just immediately just stop them whenever we start them. And every couple would identify with that. Oh, well, no, I didn't. You said, it wears your children out. It wears each other out. It becomes the humdrum of a relationship. It's so dull. But you don't think you bicker. Right, well, listen, because straight away, you're taking this into a bickering situation. No, you, you, you genuinely think you don't bicker. Mark, I do bicker. Do you? Of course I do. Yeah. Do you really think I would say I don't bicker? Sometimes we have rows about how we think the other one is rather than about something. Do you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes we have rows about the fact that you think I'm in a mood or I think you're in a well, strange mood. I think mood. that's the case for everybody. I think that you start to write the story of what you think your partner's thinking or... Mm. I mean, that becomes... I think that becomes the norm, doesn't it, in relationships? Oh, I know what you'll be thinking. Oh, I know, no, no. Do you think we're going to have I one? mean, yesterday, right, we were sitting in here eating mm. our dinner. And then Kiki left and you went straight back on your phone. And I said, why are you on your phone? You went, there's nobody in here. And I said to you, I'm in here. Why are you saying that? I kind of felt quite sad about that. Oh, that you sorry. were eating your dinner and you went back on your phone because there was nobody in here. Like, I'm in here. When did I become nobody? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't mean it literally like that. I, I no, assumed you, you, were, you were walking. I remember the moment you were walking over there and I no, assumed I you were heading. You don't remember the moment because I wasn't walking because I just put my fork into food as I said it because I was sat there. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to make you feel awful. I just felt a bit sad that you went, there's nobody in here. No, I know, but I had to deal with some work stuff and it was the end, just before the end of business. And, and so I was like, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. No, I know you didn't mean to. You didn't do it nicely. I don't think of you as nobody. I mean, Jesus Christ, how could you not? You fill a room all the time with everything, including your hair. No, I feel really bad. At the end of this podcast, we're not going to have a row. I'm just going to wander off and feel really grotty. Sorry. Well, don't, because now you make it all about you. Well, I'm going to wander no, off I'm not. and Here make you yourself sound this miserable now. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying to you that couples will get into things without realising it. And you can, before you know it, you can turn around and go, there's nobody in here. You're the only person I know who doesn't bring her own atmosphere into a house. I am to ever even suggest that you perhaps make one feel like we're not there, you would say, I'm busy, it's always justified, I'm working, I'm stressed, or I've got this to do. I've got this to do. Anyway, I think we should go, because I feel a row is brewing. No, there's not going to be a row, but listen, no, No. I don't want to end it like that, because that's not nice for people. (laughs) Rows aren't nice. I'm really sorry, I think this was an awful podcast. (laughs) If we decide to put it up, we apologise, but we might have a chat and just say, let's make another three, because... I think I don't think that would have been very pleasant for people to listen to. I think to. it would be really useful that people know that it's very normal to have but these why? rounds. But why? Why would anybody want to sit and listen to other people? Because we're, not, cause we're talking about the fact that it's important to get to couples counselling. Are we going to have a row about this? <laughs> Turn it off now. <laughs> bye bye. Sorry. sorry. If you've enjoyed this, we'd love it if you left an honest review and rating, and uh, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode.